Hey guys, on this episode, we're concluding Van Damme Entertaining Month. We're talking a buddy action comedy starring Van Damme and Rob Schneider as the buddies. There are lots and lots of explosions, but with green fire? And there's fight scenes that are cut to bits, but with the best parts left on the cutting room floor. Van Damme runs barefoot while having his ass whipped by Rob Schneider. Yes, you heard me right. But I may have spoiled too much already, guys, so first, let's jam. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. We're talking the great 1998's Knock Off. This film is written by Stephen E. D'Souza, who has written some other gems like 48 Hours, Commando, and some classics like Die Hard 1 and 2. Definitely the best ones of that franchise. So this guy's got some pretty good titles under his belt. Um, the film is directed by Sui Hark, who has primarily directed some Chinese films. A lot of those are big hits overseas. Um, he did come over here to America, directed some films such as this and Double Team. That's another Van Damme film. Fucking the worst one he's probably ever made, sadly. Well, probably not the worst, but definitely during the 90s, you know, when he was a star. This That's what just fucking killed the career, honestly. And that's probably what killed this director's career. Those two films in particular, that one and then Knock Off. Man, spoiler, I'm not a big fan of either film. Even when I try to watch Knock Off as if it were the comedy, it's still just a little too cringeworthy. So, but, you know, Knock Off, it does, of course, star Van Damme and Rob Schneider. Uh, Rob Schneider, of course, known for his Saturday Night Live days and being part of the Adam Sandler posse. He started in a pretty good flick, in my opinion, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, which is pretty funny, um, but everything else that he was a star in is pretty much terrible. I mean, there might be some shit he was okay in as a cameo, but the, when he was literally the star on the cover of the fucking, you know, posters and shit, those films suck. But fun fact, you know, Jet Li was going to be in this film and knock off, but he actually turned it down to do his first American role in Lethal Weapon 4, so definitely a brilliant career move on his part. The runtime of knockoff is 91 minutes, and thank God, because any more than that may be considered torture in some cultures. So I constantly kept checking how long was left because it was literally just, it was fucking taking for way too long to get through it. I mean, I had seen this film before, and I was like, man, I didn't remember how fucking just how this shit dragged on. Um, you guys know how I love to, of course, reflect on the poster of the film, the trailers, all that shit to kind of build up the excitement to get to the film itself. The poster is pretty bad. The colors don't mesh well. It's, you know, you got a gray background, but then you've got Van Damme's name in kind of a little bit of a different shade of gray. So it just fucking looks poorly thought out and cheaply made. Almost looks like it was made on, I know, some crappy Microsoft Word with this, you know, the slanted font, you know, back in the day when they had that shit, you know, school projects. It looks like somebody did that as theirs and definitely didn't get an A plus, my friend. Uh, you know, I, I do always, like I said, strict to the tradition of watching the trailer before the movie. 
And this is one of the worst trailers of any Van Damme film of all time. It was just, oh my god, it was horrible. Um, now, that will be an ongoing theme for this episode, of course. But, you know, but considering the, the show is still new, there isn't much to weigh it against just yet. So, you know, we had, you know, we had to peek at some point, guys. Uh, the trailer you now shows lots of bad guys with guns in Hong Kong, and Van Damme must save the day, always, of course. Um, but it's somewhat difficult to kind of get what the exact plot is. It's mostly just a bunch of action shots with some explosions and pretty much all of Rob Schneider's good one-liners that he's going to eventually have in this fucking film. Um, it does appear to maybe have a solid production value, you know, and one of the few times Van Damme had a recognizable co-star. Uh, sadly, it was Rob Schneider. I mean, but for the time, the guy was an SNL, like I said, which is a huge show for then, and he was trying to do some other shit, and, you know, just a nice random experiment for him, and it just, I don't know. You can tell in the trade that these guys don't have that chemistry that they are looking for, so imagine 91 minutes of that kind of torture. And this movie, it does have a $35 million budget, but Van Damme and the crew only managed to get gross $10.3 million, so they just fucking went broke on that shit, pretty much. Um, he was, Van Damme was basically robbing the studios once again. <laughs> and this was right before his career fell off a cliff, you know, as he was cranking out bad movies that were literally losing the studio lots of monies by this point consistently. I mean, he was... You know, doing really well because, you know, back when the movies didn't cost shit, of course, they would make a reasonable amount, you know, for that fucking type of budget. So, but when the fucking budget became increasingly high, the fucking gross either stayed the same or fucking went way down. So, you know, it didn't work out. But regardless, this film is a guilty pleasure movie of mine still because Van Damme is still my favorite. And I have a soft spot for all of his movies during this time period. And I grew up loving his films and always look forward to seeing that next title that was coming out. Um, you know, there was no internet really in my household or, you know, at least of the late 90s or 2000s or whatever. So you had to wait for that shit to come on TV or just get some kind of a scoop maybe in the magazines or even look for the little shit in the newspaper, the, the theatrical times. You get so stoked for that kind of shit. Um, you know, I do enjoy Rob Schneider films and a little bit. And I seduce Bigelow's pretty good and do find him funny in some of the stuff that he does. You know, you know, he makes me chuckle a few times, you know, during this film, you know, with his delivery during this movie. But the movie itself, Knockoff, is bad. And, you know, it, it was chosen as part of a random selection that we did, of course. You know, my little my little ladybug, she helped out with that, so I was really pleased. And I look forward to watching it still. So, I mean, it's not his best film, but it does have its moments. And I'm excited because probably a lot of people haven't seen this film, so it'll get some some extra exposure, if you will. And, you know, with all that said, you know, let's talk the highs and, you know, mostly lows of knockoff. And, we you know, of course, we always start with the opening credits. And this one is with a shot underwater, what looks like some nasty lake or some, you know, yucky seawater. And there's a bunch of plastic baby dolls floating in the water. And you see the, the title pop up. And then we get some scuba divers. They're in the water um, looking for some kind of treasure, of course, you know, going for the gold. And they cut to the, the dry land and some scuba divers' bosses. You know, they're helping them track down the treasure, and finally they do spot a chest, but it's full of knockoffs, of course. And the chest pops open, and out all of a sudden all these baby dolls just flood the fucking sea, and, you know, the cops appear out of nowhere. You know, they're trying to track down these divers. They must have got word that the fucking sea got flooded with toys. So, you know, they don't find the divers, but they do find the dolls, but all of a sudden the fucking dolls all explode, and we get a fantastic special effect that is vintage 90s. It's that effect that when someone hits a button, we go inside that fucking device that they're using. 
In this case, it's a micro trip that explodes, so it was just god-awful. You'll see lots of special effects in this film that are not so special. Uh, the explosion, though, that those dolls end up making, uh, it's massive, but it's a bunch of fucking green fire, and, and it just totally throws you off, and I was like, is my fucking TV jacked up? What the hell is going on, you know? And But whatever the fuck reason, I mean, it, everything else looked fine, but that fire was all green, and it just threw me off completely, but... You know, we do see one cop out of the bunch that manages to escape, and he jumps over to safety, you know, lands in between these giant rocks outside the sea or whatever, and they fucking, you know, are a barrier for him. And you know, after the flames finally die down, he gets up and jumps in a speedboat to chase down the divers, got to catch the bad guys. You know, he eventually finds them, but they start shooting at the boat that he's on, so he decides to just fucking bail and hops out of the boat. Uh, somehow, you know, the divers, their boat malfunctions, and, you know, they drive right into some fucking rocks, of course, I guess their wheel gets jammed or whatever, and, you know, only one of the dudes dies, so three of the four divers fucking bail, and one of the divers is dead, and, uh, you know, the cop spots that one dead guy, and he goes up to, you know, check it out, but rolls the dude's, roll the dude's body over, and fucking sees a grenade, and he already knows what's gonna happen, so he dives back into the water, and we get another explosion, but no green flames. So my TV's doing fine. Yours is too. So what the hell's up with the green flames? We will find out, I promise. And we cut to a shot of 1997 Hong Kong. You know, this was the good old days, guys. And we get to know, we get the theme song of this movie. And it's, of course, called Knock Off. And it's, you know, that's playing throughout. It has this Boy George nightclub-like sound to it. It's just fucking terrible, god-awful type of shit. But... Now we cut to Rob Schneider, he's the first one introduced, so he must be the fucking star of the film or some junk, but, you know, you know this must be a comedy, of course, right, because if he's going to be on the screen, you know you're in for a few chuckles or so, at least some gut-busting laughs occasionally, but anyways, Rob Schneider's character, he's a working, he works at some fashion show or whatever, he works for some jean company, and, and they're at a fashion show at the time, and he's chatting with some of the models, and he asks some of the models, you know, he asks one of them, you know, if a belly button ring increases pleasure during sex, I said, no, but a tongue ring might can spice things up, that's for sure. <laughs> but I was like, what the hell, this guy is just an oddball asking those kind of questions out of left field. But, you know, we, you know, he must be in charge or whatever because, you know, he's the one picking out all the outfits for the show. And he fucking hates them all and he tells the designer just to burn them. I'm like, what the hell are they going to fucking wear, you know, their, their, their fucking birthday suit for this shit? You know, that's a fashion statement if I ever heard of one. <laughs> you know, but he asks where his partner is, and he calls him up on his fucking sweet 90s cell phone, and we are introduced to Van Damme finally, and he's driving around town in some BMW convertible, and he's got his even sweeter 90s car phone, you know, it's ringing off the hook. He's rejecting this call because he is way the fuck too busy jamming out during this scene. <laughs> it is awesome, and he just looks like he is coked out of his fucking mind during this movie this this is when you know the time when he was having some problems you know and they were at their worst he was fighting those demons but in this film he looks just a little too giggly and excited and you know he's just all over the fucking place but you know he pulls uh, his bmw into some random factory he gets out and he just fucking tosses the keys at some worker and says hey take it for a joyride if you like you know you know thinking how generous a van dam must be all that fucking coke so he doesn't know what the hell's going on but Anyways, you know, a guy walks up to Van, to Van Damme, and it's, it's it's an awesome cameo. It's of this actor named Dennis Chan, who actually played a character named Zian in the film Kickboxer, one of my favorite Van Damme films of all time. And he's a guy that trained Van Damme in that film. So if you've seen it, you know who I'm talking about. 
But the first time I saw knockoff is, you know, you know, a wee lad or a little guy or a little, you know, young man or whatever. But you know, he came on screen and I was fucking pumped. I was like, what? I didn't know he was in this movie. And I know I was hoping he'd be a major character or at least play a decent role. But spoiler, he is done after this scene. And I've never seen him in another movie again, sadly. So I don't know what happened if this film, I think it just careered, killed a lot of fucking people's careers, sadly. So... But anyways, his Dennis Chan, you know, he gives Van Damme a compliment on his knockoff glasses and says says Van Damme is the greatest knockoff artist in Hong Kong. <laughs> so, you know, quite the compliment on that as well. So Van Damme grabs a knockoff Rolex from some box and we get another one of those amazing special effects or not so special effects, I should start calling them, but... This time it's a little picture-in-picture effect where we see the, the, the regular the shot we were just seeing but then a little small box of Van Damme's hand pops up in the corner and it's him just literally grabbing the watch. So it's just literally just a waste of the budget. That's how they fucking were losing money. It's because they were doing stupid shit like this that were unnecessary. <laughs> and it just doesn't add anything and it makes it look really bad, honestly, cheap and silly. But anyways, you know, Dennis, t- Dennis Chan tells Van Damme they look great. You know, but, you know, they only last 20 minutes. That's long enough to make the sale. So I'm like, yeah, you know, that must be right. So making some money anyways, but not too many happy customers with these fucking cheapo products. But, you know, Van Damme, he's proud of how, you know, how he can make a quality piece of crap. And that's what he even calls it. You know, they go check out a box of some knockoff shoes. So this fucking place is full of just all kinds of crap. Just, you know, they look good, but they're not. And we find out they go to a box of Pumas, but they're spelled with two M's. Like, what the hell, man? Some pumas? <laughs> I mean, seriously, who's going to buy that? But, you know, the, the Dennis Chan, you know, he tells him these are collector's items. And he might be fucking right. You know, those would be a hot ticket for people that collect kicks. You know what I mean? I'm sure somebody would buy them. I'm, I'm sure they would. You know, put a price tag on them. They're going to be sold. But next, they go check out a box of knockoff baby dolls. Like I said, there is just fucking knockoff shit everywhere. It's not just a title, but it's fucking crammed down your throat left and right but you know these are the same ones that exploded in that water during the opening shot so we get a little bit more character development for the fucking baby dolls the knockoffs you know van damme goes to grab one of the dolls but some fucking fat fucking motherfucker smacks his hand away with a cane and he tells him these are not part of your shipment keep your fucking greedy hands off and we find out this dude's name is skinny wang yeah you heard me right that is a fucking terrible nickname Especially for a 400-pound fat-ass man who is poorly dubbed in this movie. There is so much ADR in this film, it is just god-awful. But, you know, eventually Dennis Chan walks off screen and his career dies in front of your eyes. So, the last of his fucking movies. He may have done something else I didn't really... Like I said, I've never seen him anything, so if he did it, I don't really know. But, uh, side note, Van Damme, as far as his character, the way he looks, he has some Julius Caesar haircut that George Clooney made, oh, so popular during, you know, the 90s, and so it looks like shit, though, he is not his style, we've seen him with a mullet, we've seen him with the Clooney, it is not him, it fucked, go back to the slick back hairstyle, that shit was the bomb, so it just doesn't suit him, but anyway, Skinny Wang tells Van Damme he would break his legs for even touching those fucking dolls, you know, but he already bet on Van Damme to win the big race later today. So we find out there's some big race going on, and he's bet his fucking a bunch of money on Van Damme to win it. And we cut to the big race. And Rob Schneider, he's shooting a jeans commercial with some of the models, and the models are just doing a terrible job doing the shoe. And surprisingly, they might be the worst, the worst actors of this film, if you can believe that. <laughs> 
So, but Van Dam arrives at the race, and Rob Schneider is fucking pissed off because he's late for the race, and he's already missed a ton of meetings all day, but Van Dam, like I said, he doesn't have a care in the world. He's coked out, and he just wants to get his running shoes on and get this race going. And you know, Rob Schneider hands him a pair of the Pumas, <laughs> the Pumas with two M's, and then uh, Van Dam, he's not thrilled because even, you know, th- these things are shit. So he knows that this, you know, no, it's not the shoes that went into the fucking shit for you, so we better have a fucking spark or something. And anyways, we get another example, some groundbreaking, not-so-special effects for the time, as they show a little, you know, point-of-view or a little POV camera shot of Van Ham's foot going into the fucking shoe, and I'm like, was that, is that really necessary? Just have just fucking let him put the shoes on. You don't need to see his foot going into the fucking shoe. <laughs> That is just ridiculous. But anyways, you know, there's a guy in the background, and he's he's playing pool, and he starts talking some shit to Van Dam, and he's bragging about winning last year's race, and he's going to repeat this year. And Van Dam doesn't like what he hears, so he walks over to the guy, and they have a quick stare down, and next thing you know, they shadow box of all fucking things. And they said their fake fight ends with them shooting each other with their pretend guns that you know those little things you can make with your hands little fake guns and they pretend to kill each other and i'm like what the hell is going on but we find out they're best of buds and van damme and his character you know they are you know friends or whatever in the movie and but this character his name is eddie wang so he must be related to skinny and we do eventually find out he is i think they're cousins or whatever but no, they all start to head out for the big race, and you know Schneider passes a woman, you know, who's actually doing an arm wrestling match, and she fucking wins that shit. And then she looks over to him and over to Schneider and gives him the fuck eyes, and Rob Schneider fucking bolts. I mean, he man, this dude, if that was the race. He's the winner because the fastest he went to get the fuck out of there, that was amazing. But you know, outside we see the bets are all being placed and all kinds of racers, and Skinny looks over at Van Dam and. Gives him a little wink, a little, or a little shoots him a little nod or whatever. And Eddie knows that he is betting on both, you know, Eddie and Van Dam because no one else has any fucking shot to win this thing. So they just know that this guy's a crook or whatever. But, you know, Schneider tells Van Dam, you know, he doesn't like him hanging out with those, the Wangs because they're bad news. They're actually related to the mob, I guess, as he tells him. But um, Van Dam, you know, tells him, stop being an old lady. He does some little dance and gets himself all pumped up for the big race. And, you know, we see that the race will have Van Dam pulling Rob Schneider in some kind of a wheelbarrow cart type of thing or whatever. So, kind of weird, but anyways, they get loaded up and uh, we see that Eddie is paired up with a little person so he, who he's pulling in his cart. And Rob Schneider doesn't like this. He thinks that's fucking, dude, any little advantage this guy can get, he's going to take it. He's going to do it. So, and, but the little person, he just flips off Rob Schneider like, fuck you, buddy. I'm here to win this shit. So... And anyways, Van Dam looks over and sees the arm wrestling lady to his other side, and he, you know, she must be fucking super horny or whatever because she gives him the fuck eyes also, and you can tell Van Dam cannot wait to get the fuck out of there. And speaking of getting the fuck out of there, on your marks, get set and go. The big race is officially underway, and Van Dam and Eddie's team are both off to a quick start, and they're ahead of the pack. They come up to some sharp turn right away, and they have to use their fucking shoes like fucking hockey skates to slow down or whatever, but, you know, some of the racers aren't so lucky, and the other racers don't manage to break, so they go spilling over the rails, and they're fucking DQ'd. And then we cut to some mysterious gentleman in a van being instructed to follow Eddie Wang, and then back at the race, Van Dam is finally taken over, and he has the lead. His fucking shoes start to fall apart, and more racers are off, you know, 
and then we see some more racers are getting run off the course. You know, people are fucking elbowing each other and shit, trying to get any little fucking advantage they can. And so we've only got a couple and a handful of racers even left at this point. You know, but Van Dam takes a fucking shortcut. You know, he almost runs into some van, but he he fucking stops and he manages to like jump up and start running on the side of the van as it's passing him. It's some silly stunt, but kind of cool at the same time. Really random. That might, I think that was the van that was going for Eddie. So get a little update on where the van's at, and then Eddie, you know, or you know, he's also decides to take a shortcut. So he goes over to some stairwell and. There we see there, there's some, you know, his doppelganger has, you know, he's, we find out and he's waiting in some other cart. And so Eddie's trying to fucking cheat any way that he can, tells his, his doppelganger to hit it, go down and start racing. I'll meet you at the finish line or whatever. But Van Dam cuts through some alley where they pass through this local market. And one of the vendors there is selling some eels, you know, as, as they're exiting the alley, Rob Schneider somehow managed to get a hold of an eel. And he starts using this fucking thing to whip Van Dam on the ass as if he were a horse. Van Dam gets pissed, and he even makes this like random horse-like neigh grunt. So I was like, "What the hell is going on? This movie is all over the place." But and then Rob Schneider tells him, "Move that big, beautiful ass." <laughs> oh man, Schneider's got some good quotes, guys, for sure. So, but he whips him a few more times, and. We cut to a shot of Eddie getting in a car, and he tells the driver to floor it. We gotta get to the finish line. My doppelganger is gonna be there waiting. And then Van Dam's pumas are totally shot at this point. They're fucking, they can fall completely off. And we see Eddie's team is in the lead. But Van Dam doesn't realize that it's his doppelganger. But suddenly, out of nowhere, this fucking, that van pulls up next to the, the doppelganger, and they pull that dude inside, and they uh, realize right away that's not fucking Eddie. But they blow his fucking head off anyways. And Van Damme's like, what the hell's going on with my buddy? And so he catches up to see what's going on inside that van. And he latches his fucking cart onto the van door mirror and starts yelling at the driver. And the all of a sudden it must distract the driver because they go fucking crashing into some convenience store. And Rob Schneider, he manages to leap out of that fucking thing. He doesn't want to be any part of that. But Van Damme goes, he's stuck on there and he just gets tossed across the fucking store. He's going through every goddamn aisle after they crash through this fucking wall. Now, everyone's fine, of course, not a scratch on him, barely. But the bad guys, they get up and they instantly start trying to shoot at Van Damme. But we see some lady that was shopping in the store. She decides to be a big help and she starts shooting some of the bad guys. Fucking, she's a dead eye on this shit, nailing these dudes left and right. And then, but she tries to shoot Van Damme. She's not sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy, so she's just taking out whoever the fuck's in her way. You know, she just came here to fucking save a few bucks, and these motherfuckers ruined her goddamn fucking shopping day, her errand day. So she grabs a can of fucking bean and bacon soup and bean and bacon soup and just smashes that shit on fucking Van Damme's head. <laughs> you know, he shoves her away and tries to dive towards the bad guys. And, you know, he wants to kick some more bad guy butt, of course. Now he does manage to drop one of the dudes on top or from on top of the van. He drops them down on top of their fucking head and a little neck snapping action is happening. So and then Van Damme, you know, he looks in the, the van, he wants to see what's going on, where is his, his buddy Eddie, but he realizes that that the guy that killed is the doppelganger, and so and he realizes fucking Eddie, he's some kind of some kind of a cheater. This must be how he always wins with these fucking shenanigans that he's pulling. And then we see the lady shopper. She, uh, we find out she's actually a cop. We spot her badge, and she goes to arrest Van Dam. But then Rob Schneider sneaks into the store, and he sees what's going on. So he grabs this fucking family-sized can of soup and just fucking throws it across the store. And 
he's got a fucking good arm, guys, because he fucking nails her right across the temple, and she just fucking just drops like a fucking bad habit. And then, you know, we get some more cops that do arrive, and they eventually do arrest Van Damme and Rob Schneider. And we cut to the police station. You know, Van Damme's crying self-defense. You know, he's doing probably his worst acting job of his career at this point. It is, it's fucking god-awful. I mean, he's not known for his acting abilities, but in this particular scene, it is just awful. <laughs> and anyways, you know, the cops want to know what the hell's going on, why they're caught up in all this mess with these bad guys. But they play dumb, lie about not knowing who Eddie is or what the fuck's going on. But the cops do let them go. You know, but as you know, those guys, you know, as the guys are leaving, they're pulled off to the side by some to be questioned by some pretty lady, and she's an actress named Leela Rashone. Uh, she's been in some good movies throughout the '90s. Uh, but anyway, she pulls them off. You know, she's got a few questions of her own to ask, and she actually introduces herself as the VP of their jean company that these guys work for, and she shows them a couple pairs of jeans. One is legit; the other one is a fucking knockoff. And they show that by doing a little tug-of-war contest, and on the knockoffs, they just fucking go flying. So they know that those are not fucking real, the real deal. They're not legit. You know, but the guys act like they have no idea that they're knockoffs or what the hell even happened to their product. Like, you know, what? We, we just sell them. I don't know what's going on, but... And anyways, the VP says, you know, these pair of jeans came from their last shipment, and it's going to cost the company over five million bucks to fix this fucking hot mess. And she tells them, you know, that their factory, which is actually owned by Eddie, is being raided by some cops. And she needs Rob Schneider and Van Damme there to identify the jeans as their actual product and, you know, kind of help out. And we get another fucking silly effect in this movie where, you know, she stands up to get real stern to make her point with the guys. We see it from her point of view in a camera shot. And she fucking towers over these guys like she's Andre the goddamn giant. And it's such a stupid effect because obviously the actress, she's tall, but she's not even taller than Van Damme. So why they would try to do that to emphasize that she's some badass, I don't know. It was just silly and ridiculous, but that's part of the fucking trend in this movie. So, but we cut to some gym where I so, you know, some of the bad guys, they're killing off some of their own men for not getting the real Eddie and they need to make an example of these fucking dudes. And one guy is actually stabbed in the gut and they call it tough love and then another guy's actually in the background is tied up to some weight machine, but he's got nothing on but his speedo. I was like, what the hell? But you know, he's been strangled to death. And so in walks Skinny, Skinny Wang, and he has a word about the factory being raided. So he must have, you know, got word about what's going on from somebody and somehow and but he finds out the factory's being raided, so he goes to tell the bad guys so that they can get there first to clean up everything before the cops get there. And we next thing we know, we cut to Van Damme and Rob Schneider. They're eating lunch at some restaurant, and they're arguing over who's going to get the last piece of sushi, and they get kind of mad at each other, and Van Damme fucking spills some coffee on him, and Rob Schneider just storms out to the bathroom to go clean up, the, go clean himself off, and he goes into the bathroom, and next thing you know, some co cops walk up behind him, and they slap a newspaper up on the wall, and they say, the chief's pissed at you. And I'm thinking, huh, what, what are they talking about? So we cut back to Van Damme, and he's at his table, and he's obviously impatient and can't wait for Rob Schneider to, to get back. So he goes to look for him in the bathroom. He goes in there, and he notices some windows open. So he pops out and you know, goes scope out the scene and check out things a little bit more. And he sees some dude out there who tells him to go away. We got this under control. And Van Damme's like, what the fuck? Where's my buddy? And so he takes this dude out, and he goes up some ladder to the roof. But before he gets up to the roof, he start, he hears somebody talking, and it's Rob Schneider who is telling some cops 
that, you know, he's saying, I'm laying low because I don't want to tip anyone off that I'm a cop. And so, and he tells him about Eddie and the whole factory being raided, and Van Damme hears all this, and he's fucking pissed. He didn't know Schneider was a cop. So he runs up to them, you know, there's this Schneider and this one dude, he has, Van Damme is carrying this giant metal pole, and he just fucking runs up to these guys, and they're hanging off the fucking ledge of the building, you know, they're by their, by this fucking pole, so Van Damme's got to keep them up, or these dudes are fucking history, and Van Damme's demanding some answers about what the fuck is going on. You know, next thing you know, Rob Schneider's boss sneaks up on these guys and he tells Van Damme to stop. And they all confess to being part of the CIA. And Van Damme does show mercy. He doesn't drop the fucking dudes off the, the fucking roof. You know, Schneider lives on. But the CIA boss, CIA boss, he explains that they used Van Damme the whole time so, they, so that they could gain access. And that just pisses him off like no other. You know, he's been best buds and fucking business partners with Rob Schneider for over four years. And I'm thinking, that's a long-ass time to be undercover. And bravo to him for being able to be such a fucking good secret keeper. <laughs> But Van Damme, he's fucking pissed, you know, but he still decides to go through with helping out in the factory raid, and, you know, we cut to them arriving at the factory, and they're outside prepping for everything, the cops are telling them, you know, the instructions, you know, they tell Van Damme they're waiting on a food order that the bad guys made, and they will, you know, use that as they're moved to bust in behind a delivery guy, and finally the, the pizza man shows up, and the cops make their fucking move, and you know, before they can even get in, we see a giant fucking truck just drives through the, the fucking wall. It comes crashing through from inside the factory to the outside and just fucking blows up a moment later. And or the factory blows up, that is, and there's tons of green flames. So the, the CIA and the cops and all those dudes never get a chance to go into the factory to see what's going on. So no raid actually occurs. But they try to fucking chase down this fucking uh, big old truck. But bad guys are on there, and they're shooting the cops from the truck. And, you know, Van Damme hops on there, and he starts killing some of the bad guys. And eventually he ends up getting thrown off the truck. But he's luckily, he's okay, of course. He never dies. But anyways, uh, Rob Schneider catches up to Van Damme, and he has, he has a check on his buddy, of course. And they officially make up from earlier, and they go back to some meeting with the CIA boss. Hey gang, real quick, want to give a big thank you to the creator of our opening and closing theme songs, musical genius Dan Pfeiffer. If you enjoy those tracks, you can listen to them, along with many more of his, at the app Reverb Nation. Search his channel name, Dan Pfeiffer. That's spelled P-F-E-I-F-E-R. Dan the man, thanks again. So we cut to the meeting with the CIA boss. And Van Damme tells them that they, he found this little microchip on the back of the truck and they eventually do some research and they find out that it's part of a green flame project and they're little chips that resemble a little watch battery, but they're actually an explosive that are equivalent to a half stick of dynamite. So these fuckers are dangerous, you know, and the boss tells them to bring Eddie in so that he can talk to him and I'll get the inside scoop on this whole factory deal. And we cut to Rob Schneider and Van Damme. They're at some fruit market looking for Eddie, and they do find him in the back. Uh, you know, they're not so friendly, you know, especially Van Damme. He's not too happy about what's going on, that Eddie's mixed up in all this bullshit. Eddie admits to him that, you know, Skinny came to him, made him an offer he just couldn't refuse. Uh, that uh, The offer was, you know, some Russian guys would come to the factory to modify whatever products were there at the time before shipment. And, you know, Eddie would get rich quick, so he called it a sweet deal. You know, Eddie goes over to safe and he wants to give Van Damme a little gift, you know, for being his friend all these years. But when he goes to open the safe, there's no gift. 
It's only a fucking missile, and it goes off, and it right in his face, and it just blows him, you know, fucking straight to the the fucking wall of the building, and then they, he blows up eventually. <laughs> Next thing you know, some workers of the market or the fruit market come in, and they think Van Dam and Rob Schneider blew this fucking dude to bits, and you know, a major fight breaks out. You know, Van Dam and Rob Schneider versus about fifty-ish guys, and they're all carrying these like fucking knives of, or swords of some sort. And Rob Schneider picks up a spiky fruit. He uses that shit as a weapon. Van Dam grabs a chain. And so it's just all hell is breaking loose. And they do manage to fight off all the guys. And they steal some surveillance footage to find out who killed Eddie. And, you know, we cut to Van Dam tracking down Skinny at a parking garage. You know, he's not happy with him either. And, you know, Van Dam tells him that he is in trouble. Eddie, or Skinny, you're in fucking trouble. He tells him Eddie's dead and the Russians have turned on them both. So... Now, Skinny has his henchmen try to take out Van Damme, but Van Damme starts fucking climbing up these walls and poles and shit to avoid the bad guys, and it almost takes them out. He takes them out almost effortlessly, basically. So, like all this fucking monkey business climbing up shit, and he just fucking takes them out with one shot. But side note, honestly, I think that this movie would have been way fucking better with Jackie Chan and not Van Damme, sadly. You know, with the type of stunts they went with and just the overall comedy with Rob Schneider, I felt like that kind of a buddy movie would have been better with him serving in the role that Van Damme played. Would have maybe, you know, been like a local, you know, Rob Schneider's working with a local of that area or whatever. And it would have just, I just felt like it would have been a better pairing and just with the type of action you're looking for. This feels like a Jackie Chan movie, and so that's why I just, just fucking, this movie sucks. <laughs> Anyways, you know, Van Damme catches him, and he, he catches up with Skinny, you know, he th- uh, throws him into the back of the car, and traps in the back seat, and Van Damme wants some answers, and Skinny's not given to him right away, so they fucking, you know, drive off into the sunset until they eventually get some fucking answers, and Van Damme is gonna get the inside scoop officially to what's going on, and What's happened? What happened to his buddy Eddie exactly? So, we cut to Rob Schneider though. He's back at his office and he's getting bandaged up from his big old fight that just took place at the market. He got sliced and diced with them fucking swords. Next thing you know, the VP lady she walks in and she offers to help out. She starts slapping some bandages on his back really aggressively, and I think I got my biggest LOL moment, my you know my laugh out loud moment of the film based on Rob Schneider's reaction to her slapping those bandages on. You know, he has some nasty gashes on his back from those swords, and his fucking facial expressions are priceless. Because he is, he is, he's not a bad comedy actor, I gotta admit that, so, it makes me fucking laugh. Anyways, uh, we cut to Van Damme and Skinny, and they're talking to the CIA boss, and they pop in the surveillance tape, they're thinking they're gonna bust Skinny for setting Eddie up, but we get our first big twist of the film. It was the VP lady who did it, so... Back at the office, Rob Schneider is getting the royal treatment from that VP lady. She discreetly tie, you know, ties his hands to the bedpost, and he notices that, and he thinks it's some kind of kinky foreplay, and that it might be his lucky day. So she slaps him in the face. She pulls out a fucking gun, starts waving his fucking face and shit, and she starts asking him a shit ton of questions. She even asks him, you know, you know, if this is your real name. And side note. If, I'm pretty sure any movie that includes that quote, if that's your real name, th- that movie is probably a fucking terrible movie. And it's just a guess but and a hunch, but that is just honestly the worst fucking quote in a movie. I hate it. So, And so anyways, we hear a knock at the door, 
and Van Damme strolls in. He tells Rob Schneider that the VP lady is a knockoff. That's what he calls her, a knockoff. So she killed Eddie in a brawl between the VP lady and Van Damme kicks off. They're shoving each other through walls. She rips his fucking shirt off. And she's just tearing him apart limb to limb. It's awesome. So this might be his toughest competition yet in any movie. And besides the penguin and sudden death, that was fucking awesome still. I can't get over that, guys. Anyways, back to knockoff. You know, we see Rob Schneider. He's still tied up, of course. He's pissed. You know, this isn't going to be his lucky day after all. He makes some funny quote about how he was never really into threesomes anyways. And, oh, my God, this is his delivery. Just another LOL moment for me. So, and honestly, Rob Schneider is by far the best part of this movie. And that is saying something, honestly. So, the jokes aren't the best. But, like I said, his delivery and his timing are just on point throughout. And, he, you know, he does finally free himself. You know, he goes to get the VP lady under control, help out Van Damme. And she tells him she's actually part of the CIA, so another big twist. And so she shows him her legit badge. You know, they apologize, all that bullshit. And then she says she was sent undercover to find some mole that's, you know, doing some fucking in, you know, inside job in the jeans company. And uh, that she needs to find out who's doing all this damage. And so she pretended to be the VP and she's using these guys for in, intel or whatever. And, you know, Rob Schneider and the VP lady start to head out or whatever to go go find out some stuff and Van Damme of course he's got to stay behind to pick out a new shirt so you know out in the hallway are some Russian guys though and they fucking end up getting hold of Rob Schneider and that VP lady and they take him hostage and then back inside the room Van Damme he's getting ready to get changed up and he notices some bomb detector that bomb detector that fell out of the VP lady's purse onto the floor and so he picks it up and it's beeping like a motherfucker and he starts to move it up and down his legs and his shirt and then he stops near his crotch, and this fucking detector is going bananas at this point. It's fucking bonkers. And he realizes what that means, and he doesn't want his dick to explode, so he strips down to his undies. You know, Van Damme finds some bomb-free pants, eventually, and he finally heads out to meet up with Rob Schneider. And you know, outside his room you know, is the cop from the very beginning of this movie who escaped those green flames in between the rocks. He actually saved Van Damme, as we find out, because one of the Russian guys stayed behind, and he was sent to kill Van Damme by setting up some explosion, some green flames or whatever kind of bullshit, some explosives. But that cop guy was there. He got to the Russian first, so he saved Van Damme's ass, luckily. You know, and so Van Damme and the cop, they head out to go save the day, and they get back to Rob Schneider. Or to go get back, go get Rob Schneider back, that is, and get some answers to who the fuck is doing all this. And we cut to Rob Schneider and the VP lady. They're tied up on a ship with bad guys. And Rob Schneider's boss comes on screen, the CIA boss, and another big twist. He is actually the one responsible for all the bombs and deaths. And so he tells them that the chips will be planted in all kinds of devices all over and people eventually find out that they're bombs and they'll have to pay a hefty fee not to have them blow up in their fucking faces. You know, he anticipates that they'll make billions and billions of dollars off of this. So I'm thinking this is very evil, but genius. And so Van Damme and the cop, they arrive at the ship and they drop this fucking crane right on top where, you know, this whole confession's going down and it just fucking breaks up the whole scene. This causes some flooding also to occur on the boat or the ship that is. And, you know, people are starting to slip and slide all over the fucking place. And a big fight fucking breaks out. They spot Van Damme and he starts shooting some bad guys like a game of fucking Duck Hunt or some shit. And, you know, he has the new high score, guys, because he don't miss. 
you know, he is slipping and he's sliding all over the fucking ship and he's taking dudes out. And you know, I did notice a major film goof though, and I'm sure you will because it's pretty goddamn clear as day here. You know, Van Damme's hair, it's, you know, like I said, there's lots of water, but, it, you know, it's going from sopping wet to almost completely dry throughout this whole ship scene a whole fucking bunch of times. So it's not just once for a split second, but it's literally multiple times for multiple seconds at a time. So you're like, what the fuck, man? This is just, this, this, they did a terrible job on the editing and everything with this shit. Didn't take the time to even, you know, make sure that was right. Just keep his hair fucking wet, goddammit. Anyways, it does get a little distracting at times, but moving along, you know, Van Damme, you know, he, he does get into a fist fight, so it's not all just fucking guns and shit in this movie. He does get into a fist fight with one of the bad guys, but it's not overly impressive, you know. It's It's got a couple little moments, and there's some kicks, and the bad guy gets kind of creative because he uses his lens from his fucking glasses as some kind of a weapon. As we see, it's got like you know, just a sharp blade on it. And so that was kind of cool to see. And then, you know, we cut back to Rob Schneider and the VP lady. They finally get themselves free. And, you know, they start kicking a bad guy's butt. They start kicking bad guy's butts and just fucking... Rob Schneider, he does a good job. I have to admit, he's holding his own throughout. And, you know, as does the fucking VP lady. You know, of course, she can kick Van Damme's ass. And she's going to whip up on these motherfuckers. And we see that the CIA boss is actually trying to escape off of this boat onto a different ship. And so we cut to Van Damme, who defeats that one dude with the glasses as weapons. And then a giant fucking crate just falls and smashes that guy. And then Van Damme immediately gets into another fist fight. So we waited this whole time. We had to get through the bullshit one-liners to get to the fucking Van Damme fights. And we've made it. But sadly, you know, and I mean, before I get, you know, to the bad news, the good news is this guy does have a pretty cool fucking weapon. You know, he uses this brass knuckles with a sharp blade on the outside, and he's fucking, you know, swinging and, you know, missing, of course. But, you know, this this fight, you know, it definitely had the potential to be great, but it was so heavily edited and just cut to fucking bits and just snipped apart that it lost any impact it was meant to have, and it lasts maybe 20 seconds total. So we just don't get enough Van Damme fights in this movie, and no good fights for that matter, so it's extra disappointing, unfortunately. And and so we cut back to the CIA boss, and he's on a different ship, and he's holding up some det- his de- detonator, and he's ready to blow shit up right now at this point. You know, the VP lady, she sneaks up, she, you know, skits in the water, she swims over to his fucking ship, onto his boat that he got on, and she tosses a couple of his little fucking chips or whatever over his little microchips on his boat. And then she swims away discreetly. And then Van Damme, you know, Rob Schneider and that one good guy cop, they jump onto some lifeboat because they see what's happening and they got to sail away, of course, into safety. And so, you know, just as that CIA boss pushes the button on the detonator, we get a comical shot of the three guys in the lifeboat. You know, the bombs go off and they're fucking all jumping. They all flying up in the air trying to hang on for dear life as this, these bombs are going off and their little little fucking raft of a boat's fucking 12 feet in the air. So, uh, you know, we find out that that VP lady, uh, we find her in the water and uh, she helps, you know, she gets into the boat. You know, so we've got the whole crew back together and they sail off eventually in this, you know, into the sunset, into safety and, you know, no, we f- we think everybody's everything's good. You know, she threw the bombs on the ship. She killed the bad guy when he pushed the button. Ha <laughs> ha! He blew himself up. You know that serves him right. Or did he blow himself up? We actually cut to a scene where the CIA boss he was not blown up. As a matter of fact, he is at some random hideout, as we find out, and he's planting some more chips into some of these other kids' toys. And you know, he's ready to give his killing spree another little try. Give it a round two. 
And uh, Rob Schneider, you know, we found out that the detonator, he actually found that detonator, that is, after all these explosions took place. And I guess he decided to keep it as some kind of a souvenir or whatever. And he starts playing with the buttons. And next thing you know, we get another massive explosion with some green flames in the background. <laughs> and so he does eventually kill the CIA boss. You know, the bad guy is dead, finally. And this film, it ends with Rob Schneider telling Van Damme that if Rob Schneider had a lot of money, he'd start a football league with only women players, but he'd be the only guy. And this guy is a genius. And you know what? That's what the fucking XFL should have done. So Vince McMahon, if you're listening, I know you're doing you're doing your XFL part two. Do this, man. Have all women players and get yourself in there. It's creative. It's awesome. And you know what? Roll credits. That's the end of knockoff. Short and sweet, guys, because like I said, there's not a lot of highs, mostly lows. And I didn't want to fucking scare you guys off with just giving you nothing but negativity. So we had some good moments in there, though. You know, quick overview. Like I said, this movie is it's shitty, but it has its moments where it's funny at times. You know, Van Damme was just a little different from, you know, he, he did double team before this with a horrible fucking buddy and uh, Dennis Rodman. And then so to get Rob Schneider, it's not a huge fucking actor, but it was a name for the time. And it was a, it was cool. It was kind of interesting to see these guys partner up. So, but anyways, this movie itself, it was pretty painful to watch, honestly, and as you guys could have figured out by now, but it did keep me entertained just enough. Um, but that's sad for me to say because I'm a Van Damme enthusiast and I hate to say that about any of his movies that they suck, but this one kind of does. But, you know, it's no secret that his movies peaked in the early 90s and just kind of went south from there. You know, but some of my favorite parts of this movie, though, like, oh, thank God for Rob Schneider. Seriously. I think that might be the first time anyone in history has ever said that fucking sentence. So, yeah, kudos to Rob Schneider. And he really is my favorite part to this movie. And, you know, he's not hilarious, but you do get a few good chuckles from him. There's just kind of these bizarre quotes that he has, and so they work out well. And you guys know I love to give those one to five star recommends, and I'm going to go a little low on this one. We've had a lot of fucking fives, but this one I have to go a two, maybe a two and a half, <laughs> just because it is a Van Damme film that gets that extra half, you know what I mean? So I, and I give it a low score because, like I said, it's not a good movie, and I do know that most people probably won't enjoy this film, and the box office definitely agreed with me on that. So, the action scenes are not so great. We do get a lot of ridiculous, not-so-special effects. You know, those silly POV camera shots. Just fucking stupid and unnecessary for the time they weren't groundbreaking. Goddamn, Terminator 2 came out, like, fucking, what, six years, seven years before this, and all that shit was groundbreaking. And then you get this crap, a picture-in-picture, what a foot looks like going into a shoe. Like, come on, man, really? We don't need that. And we get that random pairing of Van Damme and Rob Schneider, which, like I said, is way better than Double Team, so I may even have to bump this up to a three-star just to prove how bad Double Team really is, but I won't discourage you from watching either one because they're both entertaining for in their own way. They're not good movies, but they're entertaining, so just consider that for entertainment purposes. Anyways, if you want to watch this movie, um, I couldn't find it anywhere for free online, but you can definitely pick it up on DVD for about five bucks. You know, you can stream it on Voodoo for a couple dollars if you dare. So, but anyways, guys, uh, you know, that's the last full review for Van Damme Entertaining Month. It's been wonderful. I hope you guys all have enjoyed it. You know, 
But there is still time left in June, so there will be one more episode. That next episode, though, will be arriving super duper soon, so to be continued, stay tuned. I'm not going to be gone long, I promise. I apologize, I've been a little under the weather here over the past few days, and so you may still kind of hear that, you know, especially my last episode, I was feeling like shit back then. It's just not going away, guys. It's a fucking 100 plus degrees, and I got a fucking cold, so... But I'm getting back to the grind, we're getting back to feeling 100% almost, so let's fucking rock and roll. The next episode, though, it will be a top and bottom ranking of Van Damme titles. I'm doing the top five and the bottom five best and worst of Van Damme titles that were pre-millennium, of course. I don't fuck with much after that because I don't own any of that shit. It just was not good. I was old enough at a time where I could have seen it in the theater, and I was so pissed that it was all straight to video. I rented it once, never fucked with it again, barely got through most of his movies. Some are okay, but I'm not even going to fuck with them on my rankings. So we're going to do everything pre-millennium. There will be an awesome episode on that, so to be continued. And... You know, that's the only way, in my opinion, to conclude Van Damme Entertaining Month is to have a ranking of his films, you know, from a guilty pleasure movie enthusiast. Anyways, I want to thank you guys all again for listening and for tuning in. And as always, to be continued. Before I go, I want to thank you all again for taking the time out to listen to my show. This is something I'm super excited about and passionate about and forever grateful for you to be on this creative journey with me. You can continue to do so on Anchor, which where all of our episodes will be available on for free. Our Twitter handle is GPM Channel. Channel is spelled out. YouTube is GPM Podcast. And the most interactive way to discover us will be on our Facebook page, which is going to have all the voter polls up, lots of different posts and videos. And, of course, in the near future, you can discover us on Patreon, which will have some of our bonus episodes and some new segments which we'll be creating but thank you guys again and stay tuned. Thank you.